welcome back to another episode of Lauer After Hours Presents Cinemet. This is a podcast where we talk about movies that are rated 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish if it's worth it. Tonight's installment is The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Um, when we first started up this this whole idea of, of cinema and I was starting to uh, curate this entire list, number one was not on the list. It, it hadn't reached that, that threshold of 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, but Mockingjay Part 2 had. And I was really disappointed that this one did not make the list yet. And when I re- went back and... I was adding in some uh, some notes for some uh, future cinemas. This mm-hmm. one actually popped up as uh, now a uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was really, really pumped up uh, to do this. But tonight, uh, we've got Jeanette uh, in Southern California. Hello. And we have Pow. What's going on? Also in Southern California. Also in Southern California. How about that? Got a Southwest pod going. Woohoo. Sort of. American Southwest, yeah. Technically, yes. Technically, well, sure. Te- Texas. I, Texas is it, Texas is it's it's its own region. I mean, it's, we're tex- it's that big. We're, yeah, we're Tex-Mex tonight. We are definitely Tex-Mex tonight. Let's oh, go. Yeah, we are. All right. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a lot to get to. This uh, this movie has a runtime of 123 minutes. That is two hours and three minutes uh, for those north of the border. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a 69% from uh, critics, 71% audience score, and on IMDb, uh, 6.9 uh, star, excuse me, 6.6 stars on IMDb with just over 430,000 reviews. Yeah, 432,470 reviews on IMDb. So that's uh, that's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie holds up for, I mean, for what we're doing. Ab- absolutely. Uh, budget for this Not one. saying holds up as in like, like still just as good as the day it came out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it holds up because this is the first time I've seen of it. So <laughs> fresh eyes. Did, did you happen to watch any of the other two before this one? Or did you just jump right into this? I saw the hit Japanese film Battle Royale, which I heard was very, which I heard the first Hunger Games was just a rip off of. So, Okay. So you went in kind of kind of blind on this one a little bit. I, 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 I can appreciate that. that. Yeah, I understood the concept. Uh, I thought about watching the other two, and I went, "No, that's not how we do it here at Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the that's not a meh effort. That no, that 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 is not meh. Uh, budget for this film was estimated at one hundred and twenty five million dollars, and I think one hundred and seventeen of that one hundred and seventeen million went to just rubble. Uh, opening weekend was uh, in the North American theaters, 121 million. Uh, it has grossed worldwide 755 million dollars. So that that's a hell of an Jesus ROI. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much of the cast is just rubble at this point in their career? <laughs> <laughs> just start at, person after person. Came, I was like, oh, they're in this. Oh, they're in this too. I literally had. That's like if. My notes, that's pretty much the only reaction is just, well, so-and-so just showed up to the party. <laughs> that's, that's like all I got. This, 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 it has which a I'll just, cast. I'll say this right now. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, she's hilarious. This was by far her funniest role. So mm. th- this one is actually an even more toned down version of the previous yes. two. Uh, 
episodes, whatever uh, installments. installments. Yeah, installments yeah. of the uh, the Hunger Games franchise. Uh, got got some taglines here. Fire burns brighter in the darkness. Okay, that's technically true. Mm-hmm. The courage of one will change the world. Yeah. And then this one was just on the DVD release. It, it what didn't make the uh, the cinematic poster. Uh, this one is stand with her. I like the courage of one because if we could make this show related real quick, the courage of Stu Gotts to go on the air day after day, sounding like that. <laughs> very motivational. Very <laughs> motivational. As Jeff would say, it takes ball, man. <laughs> Moving on. This film was directed by Francis Lawrence. No relation to Jennifer. Uh, I was curious. One. I was like, you know, everything, everything, all the questions that I had, I was like, people tell me. Beep, beep, there beep knows. Beep, beep knows bleep for this one. Uh, uh, Mr. Lawrence uh, is known for directing uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. So uh, episode two of the Hunger Games series. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Hunger Games Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2, Constantine from 2005, and 2007's I Am Legend. Classic. Yeah. That, and Constantine. Right? I could see I could see that. I could see the the way he direct the way this Francis Lawrence, not uh F Law, we'll just call him. Flaw. Flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Yeah. I could see his his paw prints all over this. Well, especially all all over I Am Legend, right? Because that one obviously yeah. came out in two thousand seven. Lot of rubble in that one. Lot of rubble. Lot of destruction. Just loves you a good can, rub. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, this film stars Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, you know her from obviously the whole, the whole Hunger Games series as Katniss Everdeen. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, American mm-hmm. Hustle, and X Men First Class. Also, Josh Hutcherson, known for pretty much just the hunger game series Didn't no he really was see- in he was in that movie what is it bridge to terabithia he was the little boy in that the the girl that dies on the bridge or whatever he was the best friend of her yeah yeah 2007 a bridge to terabithia Man, right. that movie. That either. i don't know if that one's gonna make the list but uh What's it at? Uh, it's it's too far down the list. I'm skipping it. <laughs> this one also has uh, uh, basically the ba- basically the uh, the Cooper Manning of the Hemsworth family. This is Liam Hemsworth, uh, known for pretty much just the Hunger Games series and the uh, Independence Day reboot, Independence Day Resurgence from 2016. We also have Woody Harrelson. He's also him. the boyfriend. Or fiance or husband now, or maybe was this is the one that was with Miley Cyrus, right? Yes, I'm not crazy. Yes, okay, yeah. or is yeah. with Miley Cyrus. You never they were, know. They were. Is you was were. were. They, yeah, they just they they kind of they they're together one second, they're together they're not. You know, and you just you never know. Wrecking you ball. never know. This one also has Woody Harrelson. He was nominated for three Oscars. I uh, know him from True Detective, uh, People mm-hmm. versus Larry Flint. Larry Flint, the people versus Larry Flint, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri and natural born killers as Mickey Knox. That movie haunting. 
Very. We also have Donald Sutherland. You know him from, obviously, Hunger Games series, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978, and also 2002's Italian Job, the, uh, the remake of that with, uh, yeah, Ma, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. We also have Julianne Moore from Far From Heaven, The Kids Are All Right, Magnolia, and Still Alice, another and, Oscar winner. And the best Halloween costume I have ever had. Just throw on a, a red wig. A Hawaiian T-shirt, boom. Julianne Moore on vacation. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when is I, that? Yeah, I mean that basically nails it. I could, I could see that. And then we also have another Oscar winner. This one has what three Oscar winners? Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Julianne Moore, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, may he rest in power. Yeah. Uh, know him from The Master, Capote, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, and one of my favorite movies, I think a very, very underrated political war movie, Charlie Wilson's War. Uh, if you haven't seen that, that is Philip Seymour Hoffman and Tom Hanks, I think at their absolute best. I haven't seen it, but I'll, no. I'll take you up on that recommendation. And Put also, that- Along Came Polly. Rain yeah. Man. Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into this one here. First notes, uh, we wake up. Uh, we see Jennifer Lawrence, Katniss Everdeen. She's just woken up from a nightmare. She's having a, a panic attack, and it looks like the, the bowels of some ship or some underground tunnel. Um, and then we see her uh, going to the hospital bay, the, the sick bay, and uh, she's talking to Finnick, uh, which... Had, there, there, there's some undertones here, I, I think, with uh, with uh, Jennifer tension. Lawrence and, and yeah, some tension, exactly. Yeah, tension, definitely. Um, Hell yeah, lot yeah. of tension, lot of tension here. Um, yeah. We find out that uh, Annie, honestly, I was like, I was like, I can't now. Now that they've added a third one, that just I I can't tell them apart. The all three of them, I just get Gail, is it, and then Peter. <laughs> I just get. I was like, his name's Peter. Just tell him, Peter. Like, <laughs> Jesus Peter. Christ. Like, yeah. Basically, I, I think someone with just... a Boston accent just wrote this whole movie. Yeah. No. Um, so, I guess what happens is this movie opens up. Um, they, Her and Finnick were rescued from. They, they were in a Hunger Games of all the past winners of Hunger Games. And there was like a plot to kind of like overthrow the established government. And they were all supposed to like be saved, but only some of them were saved, which is her and Finnick. And that's where like, they're waking up. She's, she's coming to the realization of like, who didn't make it that was supposed to be in there with them. Cause there was like 12 of them that were selected, but not all of them I think made it. Yeah. Um, PETA, obviously from uh, Katniss's district, District 12. Uh, Finnick tells uh, Kat that both Annie, his his love, his his girlfriend, uh, and both PETA uh, were taken captive and they are held uh, at the Capitol. Uh, uh, Colonel Boggs, played here by uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, you know him mm-hmm. from True Detective Season 3. Uh, Another Oscar winner. Wonderful. Piece yeah, of another that. Oscar winner. I, yeah. That, yeah, that's this is a it's a star-studded cast. The entire thing, but they're all rubble. 
<laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's really insane. I'm like, wow. But that's what the director was going for. You know, yeah. that's, we, we know that F lot likes to get down like that. Sorry. Continue. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it looks like, uh, so Colonel Boggs takes a, a cat to go meet with uh, present coin played by uh, Julianne Moore. We find out that we are below ground, like 40 miles below ground or something like that. Uh, in basically a new military base, uh, in district 13, that was previously thought to be completely destroyed and, uh, turned, turned to glass. Uh, we are now in the basically a war room. Uh, we see Beatty uh, and Plutarch, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, sitting here in the war room. And they say that there's there's riots and uprisings and strikes in, in seven of these uh, districts in uh, Pan Am. Uh, and basically, they're trying to recruit Kat. Uh, Katniss here uh, to be the face of the rebellion. Uh, and we enter the Mockingjay. Uh, and basically, they, they want to have her make these propaganda videos or, or what they call propos. Right. They definitely propped. Yeah. And they propped it up. Yeah. Put those videos. Yeah. Uh, Katniss says, basically you guys didn't save PETA. You, you should have saved him uh, because you didn't do that. I'm out. I'm, I'm not going to help you at all. Uh, and Plutarch says, Hey, let's let her see what the Capitol did to, to her home, her, her district 12. Uh, and she gets on a plane. She gets on a bird. And heads down to uh, District 12, and it is just a complete pile of rubble. Far as the eye yeah. can see, that was my first note. I wrote down, that's not good. Not at all. Because yeah. I didn't know. I was like, I, I, you know, having no context, I was like, that can't be good. Yeah, because in the previous installments, uh, her and... Uh, Peta were more or less a team and he was the one that could speak and convey emotion and sway a crowd her she was not a refined speaker and she just had like a very tough attitude she didn't want to let people in so that's why her whole thing of like if you guys want someone to be on camera and sell this uh war it should have been him because he's good at like tapping into emotion she's and she's she's not that was like never her strong point she was like tough emotionless um individual throughout like the whole thing's very calculating kind of person like tough intimidating so she's like i you know they they tried to get her to do those types of things and it was like she's not believable they're not people are not gonna like her because she's she has no heart not a people person at all. <clears throat> yeah. No, not at all. So we see this pile of rubble. We see the, the old Hall of Justice and the camera pans out and we see basically just this mass grave. Uh, and it reminded me of the scene from uh, Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson when he's uh, getting chased through the, through the forest and he falls into this you know mass grave of, of genocide. Uh, that, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, and these events, I think she's been like in a medically induced coma for a couple days. So this is like a f- her her hometown district twelve is like these are recent. This destruction, this everything that she's seeing is incredibly recent, and it's heightened by seeing like all the smoke and you know that that you see uh, in the area. Yes. Um- the only part that's not destroyed, it basically looks like her house and her old neighborhood that she shared with uh, with Peta. 
Um, the house is completely untouched and, uh, she goes in there. She gets, uh, some herbs. She grabs the cat, which, I mean, leave the cat. I mean, cats, cats, cats are awful. Just, just leave it. Um, but yeah, so that's her sister's cat, Buttercup. And, you know, if we go back to the first movie, it, you know, Katniss is in this predicament, entered the Hunger Games because her sister was originally picked at random. And to save a family member, you can volunteer. And she volunteered to save her sister because she didn't want her sister to, to die in the Hunger Games. So we know that she has an incredible love for her sister. So if the least she can do besides gathering the medicinal herbs is bring back her cat, which she herself also hates, that's what she's going to do for her. Oh, I do have a note. Um, her sister... Primrose is played by Willow Shields. Although she is not related to Brooke Shields, she is a native of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, the boo, <laughs> the Kirky. There you go, B. The, fi- the 5 filthy. <laughs> that, that's a hell of a note. I, I, I did not know that. How about that? Yeah, because originally when, when like the whole thing was like in the, back in 2014, whatever, and I saw Shield, and I saw like she has very nice eyebrows. I'm like, she has to be related to Brooke. And then it was like, no, she's not. But you know, okay, yeah, she's got she's got a twin sister named Autumn, mm-hmm. and an older brother named River. Get out of here. <laughs> St- okay, stop it. Done. I'm done with you, Willow Shields. Get out of here. Oh, but the best part of like when she's at her house collecting the things is like the effort she puts into putting the cat in the bag. And then a couple minutes later, she just like goes to another room and you just hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's super fake. Yeah. <laughs> From the bag. Yep. Like I said, bleep that cat. <clears throat> uh, so she goes into the the office. She goes into basically the last place that she saw President Snow, and the the bouquet of white roses that he left for her are completely dead, except for one that has some kind of shimmering, shiny stuff on it. And I think this is uh, going to be a future callback to later on in the uh, in this episode. Um, and then we uh, get to seeing President Snow, and he's you know going over a speech and. Uh, his stylist nicks him and we see he bleeds. He's not a man. He bleeds. <laughs> Call back to Rocky four in case you missed it. Um, uh, so he, our finest work. <laughs> some of it. I, 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 I say it's our best one yet. That's the benchmark. Yeah. That, that one's the benchmark for sure. Uh, so he's working on the speech and in the speech, he's basically saying that the mocking Jay, the symbol, anything associated with that is forbidden. Anyone that, you know, associates with the mocking Jay or Katniss or anything that has anything to do with the symbol uh, is basically a traitor to, uh, to the country of uh, Pan Am. And we see this, this video of him, you know, giving this speech across all the districts in front of the halls of justice. And there's just mass ex- executions right there on the, on the, on the steps of uh, the courthouse or the, mm-hmm. uh, the steps of the halls of justice. Yeah. That's a, uh, like, I know this is the dystopian future. Cause Pan Am is supposed to be like 
the United States after we've suffered global warming and all kinds of stuff like how we just evolved into 13 regions because of the bad care of the world so uh that's like we we just didn't you know like go totally utopian it was like run by fear you know yeah. in this uh, crazy world that was definitely like a sight to see when they start just firing on people right away when he's like giving his little speech and everything. I was like, Whoa. Okay. And I was like, I thought these movies were kind of, I was like, that's a little dark. I didn't, ex- I wasn't ready for that. I guess you would say, but I was like, okay, snow. I see this guy. I see how he's playing. Let's see what J law got for him. Yeah. Snow, snow is not <laughs> bleeping around there at all. So Katniss gets back into the uh, the bunker uh, at District 13, and she meets back up with uh, her mom and Primrose, and Prim finally gets her cat. Uh, even though cats are apparently forbidden uh, in in the district, which I mean I completely agree with that rule. I stand by it. Um, then she's having lunch with uh, with Gail, uh, and an interview uh, with Peta comes on the uh, the TV there with the uh the famous uh Caesar Flickerman. <laughs> Stanley played, Tucci played by Stanley Tucci. Uh Oscar nominee Stanley Tucci. Exactly. House Tucci. <laughs> yeah. Uh one thing I, I notice here in this interview and the the costume or the outfit that Peter is wearing, I uh, if you notice his tie, it it kind of looks like a like a dagger or a spear aimed right at his chin like like or at, basically at his throat so it's it's almost like someone's trying to tell us something that he's being held hostage um, mm-hmm. but no no one kind of picks up on it. I, I i just kind of saw that and it was like that his tie looks like it looks like a knife right right at his throat right so during this uh during this interview he's given this you know impassioned uh plea for basically a ceasefire between all the districts against the the capital and the and the and the peacekeepers uh, and everyone in the the lunchroom in the in the galley is calling him a traitor uh, because he's basically taking the capital side against the the rest of the country. Um, and then Gail, for some reason, thinks that Peta may have been forced to kind of say this, like he's being, um, you know, held against his will. Apparently, yeah. Was it like uh, say anything to survive or something like that? Right, something along those lines. He's just. Yeah saying whatever to get by yep i was this is when i first started asking myself does jennifer lawrence have an academy award or was she wasn't she nominated for one or like i was like i could have sworn she won one but i wasn't buying the tears those cro- them crocodile tears that she was throwing out there and i was like oh. okay i was like i'm gonna pay attention to this but the fact that you said that her character was kind of like that maybe a little bit i was like okay now i'm starting to think okay she did have an oscar she earned that so I'm on the fence right now, guys, but I'll get back to you later on in the pod. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she actually won that Oscar the year before this uh, this movie was made uh, for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role. That's when she tripped, I think, going up the, yep. Yep. the steps. That's yeah. her thing, tripping up steps. Or rubble. <laughs> So Katniss has a uh, has another bad dream, uh, and in this dream, it's basically a callback to Catching Fire, the the, the second uh, the second episode of of the series, and when she's basically saying, "Hey, I I can't sleep, Peta, stay with me," and that's when you kind of see their their love begin to 
Blossom, she actually has some feelings for him. Um, but then mm-hmm. she wakes up and this is just a dream of her dreaming about a dream. So in such inception dreaming. Um, yeah. And on that note of inception, she has the pearl that uh, Peta gave her uh, as kind of like, like a totem, like an inception. Hey, I, I'm, I'm real. This is real. Uh, this, this pearl is, you know, it reminds me that, Hey, I'm alive. Yeah, it was like when they were in the previous movie, he he found that in like a oyster or something that they were eating. Yep. Kind of like and he gifted it to her. And there was I think also in a moment where they were trying to decide only us, we should make a break for it and leave everybody behind. So it it it's tied with a lot of guilt for her, not incredibly pleasant memories of like, you know, are associated with that pearl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her sister Prim can't sleep either, and and Prim starts talking some sense into Katniss, uh, and she says, "Hey, you know, if, if they want you to be the Mockingjay, you, you need to have a list of demands." Um, so she meets up with President Coin, and she gives uh, uh, her her list of demands and says, "Hey, all the victors uh, that are being held uh, captive by the Capitol, uh, they're going to be rescued. They're going to be given a full pardon." Uh, President Coin says, "Nah." You don't get to make you don't get to make the rules here. That's not how it's going to work. Then Katniss, Miss uh, Miss Girl on Fire here says, "Well, then you can find another Mockingjay, because um, you don't do it, I don't do it." And Plutarch, the Philip Seymour Hoffman snaps. That's it. That's her. That's what I promise you. That's the Mockingjay. Uh, and I, I I love that little sequence from from him uh, in in that little scene. Uh, we find out some other conditions that she has and that uh, Prim gets to keep her cat. I would have said deals off right then and there. Yeah, I think part of that uh, is that, you know, cause these movies are based on books is in the books. They explain that they only have because it's a, such a regimented society, District 13, that it's like there's an allotment of food. So having the cat would like throw that off or something. And she's just like, well, you guys figure it out. She's like, I don't care about that. It's like, just yeah. figure it out. <laughs> uh, Plutarch meets up with, uh, with Effie Trinket played by the, the wonderful Elizabeth Banks. Uh, she's nominated for three primetime Emmys. Um, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She, uh, she is in full, complete full alopecia mode here. Um, she doesn't have access to her makeup and her wigs and her costumes and everything that, that you basically grew to love from, uh, number one and two. Um, and he's pleading with her. We, we need your help. Um, if you don't want to help us, cool. We'll find someone else. Anyone can be replaced. Miss Effie says, except the Mockingjay can't replace her goat. Yeah. Um, Basically, from her introduction, I think at this point, towards the end of the movie, uh, I was just like, I wonder how many of her lines were just um, like improv because they were too good. Everybody else is kind of like, like, I feel like they're really sticking to the script and being very dour and, it, you know, about this rescue mission and whatever. And her, she's just like. You know, she's she wants to be delightful. She wants to be a breath of fresh air amongst all the chaos. So, and she she is really great at that. Yeah, a, l- a little splash of color amongst all the the rubble colored clothing uh, of mm-hmm. District Thirteen. She's wearing a turban. Yeah, 
She was so, rocking it, owning it. Yeah, completely yeah. owned it. And it starts off kind of small when we first see her. And then as her confidence grows as Katniss is stylist, her turban gets a lot larger. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, she's fully back. <laughs> the bigger the hair, the closer to the surface. Closer to God. <laughs> Loaded it up with more <laughs> secrets. Secrets. We'll find out more about secrets later. Uh, so President Coyne meets up with the, uh, uh, she gives a, a speech in front of her, her district there, District 13, and she presents uh, Katniss's demands. And then Kat meets up with Effie and says, hey, what up, girl? Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, and she basically lays out the whole propaganda plan uh, and all the wardrobe designs from uh, from Cinna. We find out that he's dead, uh, which that kind of sucks. I really like Cinna from, uh, from number one and two, um, uh, played by... Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah, that was her, like, designer that she was assigned, you know, and Effie was, like, the stylist, so that was her her style team. Her glam squad, if you will. Yeah. Mrs. Beep has been watching a lot of Project Runway uh, recently, Mm -hmm. like, going back and and binge-watching, like, the last, you know, 14 or 16 years of it. Uh, and Senna would be my number one favorite on Project Runway if uh, if he was there. Totally. Yeah. So they start recording uh, the first uh, propo video, and it is uh, it's rubble. It's it's awful. Um, she is acting it's a her fair. ass. It's it's completely fair. She is acting her ass fully on uh, in this scene. Um, yeah. And we enter uh, we enter Haymitch. Uh, Played by Woody Harrelson there. Love me some Woody. Got to uh, have some Woody. Love me some Woody. I, I love a Woody in you know, in this movie, in the afternoon, uh, in the morning. Just any time I get Woody, then it, it's just, I know it's going to be a great day. Nothing makes my face light up like seeing Woody. Makes all my lips smile. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Zaddy. So Hamish is starting talking here to uh, uh, to the Propo team, and he's he's asking the question: When when did Katniss actually make you feel something? Uh, and Effie brings up, you know, when she volunteered for her sister uh, at the first reaping, uh, when when she sang the song uh, in in the arena, when she chose Rue as a as an ally. Uh, and the reason that everyone loved that that stuff is because it was all completely unscripted. Uh, and speaking of unscripted, we're getting Schweitz in here. Uh, and basically they say, uh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, yeah. So they, they head out to, uh, to go do some, some propo stuff. And we, we see that, uh, that BD's got some toys, um, uh, basically incendiary darts and fire darts. And, uh, I completely lost my train of thought when I when I saw Schweitz pop up here on the screen. What the uh, fuck is that noise? What, yeah. Who needs me? What? He's reporting live from District 13. <laughs> 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 reporting He's live from the District. Rubble. Yeah, he he is d- directly underneath the rubble right now. Um, so we meet up with the the video team here. Uh, we have Cressida played by uh, Natalie Dormer. You'll know her from uh, from Hunger Games or not Game Hunger of Thrones. Games. Yeah, Game of Thrones. We're already talking about fucking Hunger Games. Come on, beep, get it together. Uh, and Game we also, games. yeah, we also get to meet uh, Caster and Pollux, and like the names from Face Off. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we get Pollux, who's played by Eldon Henson, and you're going to know him from uh, from Mighty Ducks. Uh, Bash Brothers. Yeah, the Bash Brothers. Jesus Christ, Whites, what is going on there? Like, are, like, are, heavy, are, are, are like you a heavy metal in- concert going on? <laughs> is that your air conditioning? It's it's November and it's Canada. Why why would you need air conditioning? Do it again. Do it again. Worse? <laughs> no, the exact same. <laughs> wow. Th- he's on this a is, landing strip. Yeah. Where are you he, going? He is he is directly he's up, underneath he's about to one hop of the on birds. A bird. Yeah, he's about to hop on one of the birds, head out to District Twelve to go record one of these propos. Um <laughs> No, so the, District Eight. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, District Eight. So we're we're heading out to District Eight. We got we got boots on the ground in District Eight, uh, <clears throat> and they they go to the hospital, uh, and she says, "Hey, I'm I'm here. What's up? You guys called? You guys need me? Well, hi. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here to fight with you guys. I came to see you." And they all give her the, the three finger salute. Uh, chills, obviously, because that was a kind of a big thing from the first two. Um, and we see. Uh, President Snow has some surveillance video going on. She's got a couple of drones checking out uh, what's going on in District 8 and says, hey, we're going to attack her. Uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, uh, instead of doing that, we'll bomb the hospital uh, because they've associated with the Mockingjay. They've all committed treason. So I've got to stick to my guns. Let's. Uh, yeah, you you are absolutely worse than Capital right now. This is it sounds like you are underwater. Well, at time? the airport. Anything? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the fuck is wrong? He's, I told you he's in District Eight. <laughs> you oh gotta, my God! You got to run away from the hospital. He's directly oh underneath God. one of these bombers coming in, uh, and and here come did, the bombers. Did you do? Did, didn't you do midweek menchies? Yeah. Yes, oh. I was fine. Oh, you're fine now. Well, yeah, because he's muted. Oh, is he uh, okay. No, wait, wait. Uh, okay, try it now. Hello? Hello? Oh, you're wow. all back to normal. Wow. See, I honestly have no idea what the hell that was. What'd you, what'd you do? What'd you do that was different? I just unplugged everything and replugged everything in and shut all the doors. I think it was the door. Hmm. I did. It, it sounded like 70 tons of metal. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought. I had that I had that playing in my head. I told you he was in district. He, he just met Katniss. He's all like cool got to meet the mocking jay you know he got a band-aid going back home so the bombers come in they uh they they take out the hospital basically killing everybody uh in remaining in district eight except Uh, swites except for swites yeah uh because he he was with the propo team uh, as they're shooting the video and they they uh they catch um cat shooting down one plane right into another takes out both the bombers and just more, more rubble, more and more, more rubble. Um, basically, th- this is the money shot. The, the the cameras are are you know tuned right on uh, Katniss with the fire in the background, and fire is catching. And she almost said it because the the second one was catching catching fire. She said it. She almost said it. Um, yeah, and. Um- while I understand her, it's like, okay, I got to stop the ships and she fires at them. 
they land like what 10 feet from what used to be the hospital she is she's not like oh my god like what if there were some people in there like where they fell like she could have taken out her own supporters yeah what if there were any survivors there Mm -hmm. not anymore great job (laughs) what's it look like on the ground there in district eight uh over here in district eight we have uh some some people on the ground but the everyone's safe everyone's happy uh who's alive (laughs) 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 is fire catching in district eight's rights can you confirm i i think we're 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 catching fire we're uh we're heating up over here district eight he's heating up one last question in district eight um, yeah. Can you tell the difference between Finnick, Gale, and Peta? The the country wants to know. We're having trouble. Uh, not very well because I I was blinded by a blast, so can't can't really see them too clearly right now. Well, thanks, oh. thanks, thanks for the update there out in District 8. Yeah. We'll, we'll check back in with you later. Uh, maybe you'll be in another district uh, when we need you there. Um, I, be- I, believe Schweitz, I believe Schweitz is walking into the blue tent. Possible concussion protocol will take into effect. <laughs> uh, so uh, Katniss says, uh, if we burn, then you'll burn with us. And that becomes basically a, a new little slogan here for the, uh, for the rebellion, for the, the Mockingjay. Um, BD sends out all the, the propo video, uh, to all the other districts and the logging district here with a, with a sneak attack. Uh, we, uh, we go now out here to the lumberjack district. I think it's district seven. Uh, what, what are you seeing on the ground there in district seven, Schweitz? Oh, oh over here. We got a lot of wood, a lot of wood here in district seven. Does it look like the lumberjack games have uh, have commenced? Oh no, they have not started yet. Uh, we're going to do those in a few weeks, hurling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Axe throwing. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, thank you for the update. We'll uh, we'll get back to you uh, as time progresses here. Um, Over and out. Katniss and Gail, uh, they uh, they finally go hunting, uh, but Katniss she she can't take the shot. She's got an elk right in her sights. Um, Apparently, she doesn't want to hunt something that uh, isn't scared of her, which kind of makes sense now. Um, we jump to another interview here with PETA, and he is looking strung out. He is looking really rough. Like, this is like mm-hmm. the first month and a half of, like, a heroin addiction. That's what this basically <laughs> looks like. Can we tell them apart now, or are we still having trouble? No, there's a different, yeah. At this point, I was like, okay. That's definitely Peter. Peter. That's him. Now I get it. Now you get it. Yeah, now I get it. Now I know who that one Just is. Just look for the bags under the eyes. Yeah. That's one of the A lot of bags. A lot of baggage. They made um, him lose some weight. I could see it in his face. Got thinner. Much, much, much thinner. Yeah. So Gail thinks basically that that's the real Peta. That's that's who he is. You know, he's Basically, uh, a capital crony now. Cat doesn't think so. No one knows what happened in District Twelve. Peter doesn't know what happened to her, to his family, um, and they head out to 
go shoot another propo and uh at district 12 so they can show the world what happened to district 12 and gail takes the stage um he little sugas and everybody i guess uh, so he starts talking about the bombing acting his ass fully fully off in this scene here um the best actor in this movie right there best performance in this movie by far i was moved yeah I really for was. sure yeah he amongst all those actors all they had to work with was rubble and he made that rubble work for him god damn it he did tears from a stone yeah more like a smolder i get it. wrecking ball in the music video wrecking ball which is about her breakup with him there's rubble everywhere makes sense now huh should look at that schweitz <laughs> schweitz schweitz damn it what i miss <laughs> you'll you'll have to hear it back on on, on this episode it's <clears throat> schweitz <sighs> i hate well, at, least we, at least we heard it cleanly there was no um interference from the capital fighters in the background yeah uh so cat kisses gail uh in in the kitchen uh but we know that he is firmly entrenched in the in the friend zone um so they all go out to the lake and have uh have lunch and katniss starts to sing uh the hanging tree which i mean if if you didn't get moved by by this song then something something's wrong there uh this was actually the first scene that they filmed uh in the movie and jennifer lawrence almost had a panic attack uh filming this one because she was so nervous about actually singing in front of people uh for for this scene uh this song becomes the anthem for the rebellion and they uh start heading out to the dam uh in district five to go blow it up uh we're gonna go live out to the scene here in district five uh what what are you seeing out there schweitz oh it was so beautiful it was the most lovely song i hope everyone gets a chance to hear it what about the bombings can you tell us about the bombings out there in uh in district five with the dam uh it was bad we lost a lot <laughs> okay fair enough uh with the dam blowing up there goes the electrical power grid for the capital <laughs> must have been awful <laughs> <laughs> much water so much water jesus christ uh so when the lights go down in the city uh that, that's the only song I, that kept on playing in my head um and Beatty, the, the classic hacker line he's in um as, as he basically hacks into the uh the capital's uh signals uh to start jamming their signals and uh send out the 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 propaganda bit is the the propos over uh over the the capital airwaves um Peta's interview uh he's doing another interview with uh, <laughs> uh Caesar Flickerman uh and it is interrupted by the the Katniss uh propo and he breaks for a moment uh, and he snaps back to reality oh there goes uh Peta um he's, he 
breaks for a minute and he sends a warning message to uh to katniss saying hey uh the capital's coming you guys have like two minutes they're gonna they're gonna kill you uh and then it's battle stations we're going live here to district 13 now uh as battle stations battle stations move it people uh that's going on what's going on uh underground there schweitz what what are you seeing uh well there's a lot of movement over here uh people going to their battle stations i don't really have time to talk because we're being attacked Wonderful. We will, we'll, Breaking up. We will check back in with you. Uh, stay safe. Uh, keep your head down. Uh, so moves and counter moves here as Lord. District uh, 13 is uh, setting up their long-range missiles for, for defense as capital bombers enter the airspace. Uh, the bombing start. Um, calm and orderly fashion, it, it never turns out that way. Uh, and we can see a lot, lot of... Uh, Potential lives lost uh, during uh, during some tramplings here. Uh, the bombings begin. Cat goes back for the stupid dumb cat. <sighs> this this fucking cat. Jesus Christ. Cat recognize cat. <laughs> Fair enough. Well done. Well done, pal. Uh, the capital doesn't know where where to attack. Uh, they're they're working off of outdated information. Uh, so district 13 kind of pulls back all their countermeasures because th- if the capital doesn't know where we are, I don't want to tell them where we are. Um, and it's, it's going to be a long night. Uh, should we check back in with district 13 to see how long this night's going to be? Absolutely. What's the point of having an insider if we're not going to go to him? Guys, it's really dark here. <sighs> oh, there. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Guys, I I just lost my arm. <laughs> Pin down. Need help. Send help. Right, so you're you're, you're breaking up. We'll we'll have to get back to you uh, at a later time. So we go to a heartfelt conversation here uh, between Finnick and Cat, and then. Uh, Coin President Coin asks uh, that Cat tells all the district that they were attacked, but hey, we're we're still here. Um, so she goes out to film. Uh, in a pile of rubble uh, where the bombings just happened in District 13 and there are just thousands upon thousands of President Snow's roses at the bombing site uh, and Katniss realizes that President Snow is just going to kill Peter. He has no use for him. That's kind of his his whole MO uh, and she has a panic attack and, and leaves the, uh, the bombing site where they're about to shoot this film um, and she heads back into the tunnel where she had her first little panic attack just to be alone and um, Hamish uh, comes up to uh, find her and says, Hey, uh, we're going to go and rescue him. Actually, it's already happening. We're on the way to rescue Peter right now. And uh, your boy, Gail, was the first one to volunteer. So brave. I mean, just courageous, really. Just like a, like Stu Gotts, you know, going in the studio day after day with that voice. <laughs> like I said, motivational. It's exactly what Gale was there. But I was wondering, where is he? Like, where is he this whole time? She was looking everywhere. She went back to the stairs for Pim and the cat. He was nowhere to be found. And then sure enough, he's number one right there, front of the line. Number one with a bullet. So Finnick heads out to the uh, to the bombing site to, uh, to filibuster as BD tries to jam the capital signals and Finnick can bump his gums. Man, this this is a guy that loves the sound of his own voice. Uh, he's good at it too. Um, we're getting into kind of a little 
semi montage where they're jumping back and forth between the rescue attempt uh, and then Finnick here spilling the tea. Um, we get a little bit of callback to number two, the uh, catching fire uh, about how he was paid basically secrets uh, with, you know, the, the capital's elite. Um, we find out that President Snow's weapon of choice is poison. Um, we jump back to the rescue mission and I, I love a good midnight rescue mission. You get to see the, um, the ropes coming down, sliding down out of a, out of a jet or a chopper or a bird. Uh, you, you get the, the red lasers flashing, you get night vision going on. Yeah. Just give me a, give me a good midnight, uh, midnight rescue mission. And while I understand that the power and everything was out in the Capitol because of what happened in district five, those jets <clears throat> from 13 were not quiet at all. So no. nobody, so the, the people in the Capitol, like they, they have like, they're deaf. They did not hear that stuff going on. Rest the, in peace. the bombing and everything. Heavy sleepers. Pal, this, this is not a, a visual medium. But I mean, you already said the, what a midnight yeah, you know, but damn, damn it, do I love it? I I, I love it. Even even <laughs> in this medium right here, I love it. Uh, for for those of you that obviously are not watching this Zoom, uh, Pal was sitting here with uh, some some uh, Power Beats with the the cable around the back, and he's got was it was that Shaq sliding down the, the cable? Oh, Kobe. Okay, yeah, it was it was Kobe sliding down the uh, the cable on the uh, the Power Beats uh, number two four there. Um, moving on. RIP. So we uh, we find out that uh, President Snow uh, basically ingests the poison as he's trying to kill uh, the people who are trying to go against him, his enemies, uh, and he he's got sores all up in his mouth, and that's causing this stench, and that's why he has all these perfume white roses. That's going back to the rose that they found back at the house that was you know kind of glittery and glossy, um, and that's basically used to to cover up the rotting smell of uh, President Snow's stank ass mouth. Um, who do you think has worse, worse breath? Is it going to be Warren Snap or President Snow? Stu Gotts, heaters. No, you're thinking of his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Cody, Gerd. Girding it. Um, and this is kind of a callback to the engagement party from Catching Fire when President Snow is toasting uh, Katniss and Pita and blood fills the champagne glass. Um, yeah, I, I I caught that and I was like, oh, damn. Okay, that makes sense now. Um, lights come on and it is, it's a trap. Um, Katniss says, hey, put me on the air. Uh, you know, let me get, let me get the troops out. Uh, and we're going to go here live to the Capitol uh, as we're in the tribute center, uh, what what what's the uh, what's the emotions like there in the tribute center as the uh, the rescue uh, attempt is going on here? It was a glorious party. Everyone was dressed so well, and then all of a sudden, whoa, people are gone. What, what can you, you tell us about? <laughs> what can you tell us about the design that you were wearing that night? Uh. Well, I was wearing this wonderful outfit that Lisa Bonet made me. It mm. was delicious. All right. Well, thank you for that update. We will uh, check back in with you later. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Katniss uh, is pleading with President Coin and Plutarch. Hey, put me on the uh, on the air. Let me let me help get the troops out so we can you know cause a uh, a distraction and get the troops out. Um, uh, President Snow and and Katniss start talking. Uh, you know she never asked for any of this. Uh, we know that she did because she literally volunteered. Let's literally asking for this. Um, President Snow tells her, "Hey, we we know that you guys are at the tribute center. Uh, th- this is absolutely a trap." And Katniss melts down again uh, because President Snow cut the cut the signal, cut the feed. Can't see what's going on. Um, she melts down. The troops come back uh, with everyone safe. Uh, Joanna from District Seven looking rough. Looking, looking really, really rough. Um, mm-hmm. Annie and Finnick are reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, the Capitol just let them go, uh, and so that that was kind of strange that they just let the jets kind of fly through. You know, the power's back on. Uh, they could have shot our planes down, but they didn't. Um, and we get uh, get a clean look here at Peta, and he is looking like six months as a as a as a junk addict, a heroin addict. Um, his eyes are completely sunken in his face. He's just dead, dead eyes. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, he uh, he basically he flips a switch and attacks Katniss, um, and then Boggs just says, "You got knocked the fuck out, man." <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out but, that. Uh, but if you're I gonna take pleasure in gutting you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, if you are going to knock someone unconscious with a hospital tray, you might as well do it in a hospital setting. Yes, you already have. You know, the staff is there, all of the medications and the machinery to revive you and care for you, right there. So it's it's pretty good, like very efficient means of doing that. What was a better bedpan knockout? This one here, Colonel Boggs on PETA or Stone Cold on Vincent Kennedy McMahon, circa 1997? Stone Cold, by far. Stone Cold. What? Stone Cold. What? She's saying Stone Cold. What? (sighs) Bottom line is. Huh? What? Bottom line is. Steve Austin. (laughs) <laughs> all right so it turns out that that pita uh was, was hijacked um what it was basically fear conditioning mixed with some some tracker jacker venom uh and basically this is like straight out of like a clockwork orange right they they had them eyes wide open uh you know fear movies and they basically turn them into a, a weapon uh and then coin says hey we rescued everybody we're, we're back she has her her Obama moment um, from when uh, SEAL Team Six got uh, Bin Laden, but this is more like Bill Paxton from Independence Day. Um, so, who had a better presidential speech moment? Bill is- Pullman from Independence Day. Two dollars. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Fuck. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to edit that. That's that's fuck two dollars. Yeah, I I don't don't have any cash. Use those two. I I don't Mm -hmm. have any cash on me. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, what? (laughs) 
All right. So better presidential speech. Uh, this one here from uh, from President Coin or Bill Pullman from Independence Day. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Yeah, that, Independence Day. Definitely. Yes, I, I would say President Whitmore uh, has one of the most iconic uh, rally around speeches, even though it's not really a factually correct speech. They're not getting their independence from anyone. They're just liars. But it's still a great speech. Motivated everyone. They won. And it was on January or uh, January. Mother, what is going on? And it was on July 3rd when he made the speech, right? Yes, because they were attacking on July 4th, the next See? morning. Because today is our Independence Day. That's not oh, everyone's Earth. Independence Day. I'm in Canada. That's not my Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Week? Yeah, okay. I'll take right. it. Moving on. Um, so Katniss leaves the hospital room and finds that PETA is strapped to Gurney, and he is just going nuts. Uh, and then we fade to black. End of episode one here. To be continued. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's where we're at here with uh, Mockingjay Part 1. Uh, we're going to do uh, some trivia from this one. Then we're also going to get into um, our, our personal reviews of this one, just independent of the series, uh, if it's yeah, meh, or fa. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little, <laughs> little uh, trivia here. This film was dedicated to Philip Seymour Hoffman, who died uh, a week before this uh, this film had ended. Um, basically, since the majority of his scenes for the final two movies had already been filmed, uh, the role was finished with some other characters taking on some of his lines uh, in part two. Um, mm-hmm. According to Liam Hensworth, uh, Jennifer Lawrence would purposely eat foods with garlic or tuna before any kissing scenes between them. Um, yeah. If if she ate uh, sushi, would she be Jay Raw? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jennifer Lawrence did her own singing for the uh, the Hanging Tree, and the song went number one worldwide on the iTunes sales chart. Um, if she does a Christmas album, it could be Jay Fa La 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 La. <laughs> I missed you, Beep. <laughs> it's not the same without Pow. <sighs> Ask me if I like that one. Did you like that one? Jay Nah. All right. Uh, this is the first film to not include a kiss between Katniss and Peta, and I think that's I, I think choking uh, is probably the, a good reason why there wasn't a kiss there. Um, I also didn't know that after someone's like vocal cords and neck are like put under so much pressure through strangulation that you put a neck brace to make sure they don't hurt themselves any further. That just seems counterintuitive. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Ta- talking about the, the strangulation, um, if you if you notice that in the scene right after when she's laying in the hospital bed, uh, her eyes are completely bloodshot. That's the particular hemorrhaging, which happens after you get strangled. So that part was kind of factually uh, 
uh, accurate there. I guess I like it's like weakened neck muscles or something to support it. Yeah. Should've... We'll find out in the other movie. We will. I, I hope we find out. Um, uh, and yeah, so here is uh, another piece of trivia. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and director Francis Lawrence, they are not related. So <gasps> yeah, shocker. That, that I think is the spoiler uh, of this entire franchise right there. All right, so when when Boggs, when Colonel Boggs knocks out Peta with the uh, the bedpan, he used a foam prop to actually hit uh, uh, Peta, Josh Hutcherson. Despite the prop's flexibility, uh, he said that he still had giant bruises on his shoulder from being whacked so hard uh, over so many takes. The strong man. Yeah. I can see that. All right, let's get into uh, our our reviews here for the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One. Uh, we'll we'll go out here to the uh, to District Thirteen, out to Schweitz. Schweitz, what do you got? Well, I'm out here in District Thirteen. I am recovering from my accident. We're rebuilding. I hope. Who knows? But I would I would give this movie a meh um, because I'm injured. And it hurts. Please help me. All right. Uh, we're <laughs> Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we have a meh from Schweitz. I think that might be the first meh from, from you uh, in, in cinema history. How about that? Jeanette, what do you got? Uh, I'll write with the meh as well. Although there are moments where I could have gone fair. Um, look, I understand that, you know, you look at the accolades of, Jennifer Lawrence and you're like wow she's a great actress like on paper but in this movie she seems to only be able to deliver like two or three different facial expressions and I find like you know I found it really hard sometimes to just like get a little more even like when she's screaming and going crazy like there were times where I'm like I think that's a bit much I understand you having a panic attack and you know, you're looking for your your sister and, you know, the, the whole hoopla and you're getting trampled. But it's a bit much. And then other times it's like, it's not enough. So she's like, and I think part of that might be because this was still kind of early in her acting. So I don't know. So maybe just this wasn't really like her thing yet. I mean, it was only the fourth movie. So, I mean, well, no, it was the third movie. So third I guess one, yeah. by the fourth one, she probably got it right. Well, I haven't seen the the fourth one yet. Uh, I'm I'm waiting uh, a, a little bit. I'm going to put a little bit of separation between watching this one uh, and watching the next one. Uh, so we have back to back Mez there. Uh, I am man. I I'm teetering right between yeah and meh. I like the whole Hunger Games franchise. Uh, I watched uh, number one and two. Uh, kind of gearing myself up for this one to kind of remember, you know, close some uh, plot plot holes for myself. Um, and when I was watching it last night, I was sitting there playing, you know, MLB, MLB the show while I'm watching the movie. Just basically, I, I would like to play a, a baseball video game rather than put all of my attention into this movie. Uh, there's actually a review here that kind of fits with everything um, that both uh, you and Schweitz have been saying. Uh, the title of this review is Dull as Dull Can Be. It's like watching paint dry. 
boring to a mind-numbing degree. How many times can we see Katniss be horrified and or emotionally distraught? Maybe the filmmakers thought that they were adding depth to their characters. Well, they were wrong. Instead, we, the audience, sit through one scene after another in which nothing happens at all. This whole thing could have been easily compressed down to 40 minutes, and then we could have the rest of the book as the rest of the film. This felt very much like they were stretching it out so they could make two movies, which I guess is the new thing to do in Hollywood with these franchises. Not good storytelling. But this review gave it a 6 out of 10, which is mezzanine. Right there, so, I, you know what? We're, we're going to go mez all around. Meh. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't mess this episode, uh, and I hope you don't mess the next one, uh, because we're going to be doing the Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay Part 2. So thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us. We will talk to you next time. Bye. They can't see you waving, Schweitz. (laughs) Maybe he's signaling. Maybe somebody's coming, like President Coin is coming or something. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.